for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Sarah McMurray. How's it going today, Sarah? Hey, how are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, did I pronounce your last name correct? McMurray, yeah. Yeah, okay, perfect. I usually double-check, and I felt so confident that I had it correct, so I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> wasn't an epic fail on my part. Uh, you first well. off, First off, thank you so much for uh, jumping on the podcast. I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you and get to know a little bit more about you. Thanks for being a little bit flexible. You know, we're kind of dealing with some things here in uh, with my family. So everything's a little yeah. loosey-goosey at this point. So, yeah. Um, so I want to I want to thank you for that, for being so flexible. Um, but before we kind of jump into everything you got going on, new music you released, um, What's kind of your background story in music? What's your origin story? Um, so my dad is like a pretty musical person and he uh, plays guitar, self-taught. Um, he would have also like just always written songs and like kind of made stuff up, but he wouldn't have ever taken it on like in a way that was like going to take him anywhere career-wise or professionally or anything. Mm -hmm. I think I just sort of picked up on that as a kid um and I also started learning guitar when I was 10 years old I started getting lessons in our school library with this guy um who kind of he just randomly walked into our classroom one day and was like I'm gonna start doing guitar lessons if anyone wants them and I was like yeah because um why not and I remember like I I was never really felt like as a kid I was very good at anything mm -hmm. like I wasn't like a sporty person and my school was very very focused on like sport and things like that and um I remember being like in my first lesson with him and him being like can you play this can you play that try teaching me stuff and I just found it so easy and I remember him being like I'm quite shocked at how naturally good you are at this and I just and I just felt like as a 10 year old I found my place in the world when he said that to me <laughs> so it was quite nice um and then I also just started writing bits and pieces of lyrics just like as a 11, 12 year old. And um, then one day I faked being off sick from school and um, Taylor Swift had released her Red album. Um, I was 12 at the time. Yeah, cause she released it in 2012. So um, I sat in bed all day and I listened to that whole album. Cause I remember I'd heard We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together on the radio in the car and thinking it was like the most sick song in the whole world. And um, so I was like, I'm gonna listen to this whole album. And I just completely fell in love with it and was like, oh, she just like shares like all of her emotions and all her feelings and all of her stories and situations like in a really raw, authentic way. And like, I feel like I could do that. Like I wanna do that. I'm quite a, I'm, I'm quite a sherry person. Mm -hmm. Um, if you meet me at like a party by the end of it, you're going to probably know like my whole life story, which nice. is, you know, it, I don't know. You could take that in a good way or a bad way, whatever. But, um, 
I just thought like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna share I may as well do it in a in an art form if mm-hmm. I can so I just started doing that um and then I released my first single when I was like 17 um so yeah gotcha gotcha so you started uh learning how to play guitar at 10 in because of uh, some guy that walked into your classroom. And then shortly after that, you started writing lyrics. Um, what kind of prompted you to start writing at such an early age? Cause I'm sure that like, it, they weren't like the most profound, profound thoughts or yeah. <laughs> in-depth meanings, but w- what kind of prompted you to start writing so early on? Um, I think like, I listen to a lot of music in general anyway. Um, I I think a lot of it was actually to do with Disney Channel, if I think about it. I Hannah Montana was my favorite TV show. And um, I think I kind of wanted to be her when I was a kid because like what little girl didn't who watched that show? Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to be a pop star. And like, I would listen to like, I would listen to a lot of Miley Cyrus, a lot of Hannah Montana, a lot of Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, and like Avril Lavigne, and all you know, all like the classic early two thousands pop people. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I think I just was trying to find an identity, and that was like all I knew I wanted to be. So mm-hmm. anytime I would listen to music, I would like um, in my imagination kind of imagine myself singing the song like on stage, like at a concert. Mm-hmm. And I've always done that. And I still kind of do that now <laughs> as well. Um, Cause I think it's kind of like having that fantasy dreamland, like that brings you comfort and like who you want to be, but like you aren't there yet. Yeah. Um, so that kind of prompted me to be like, Oh, I wonder if I could kind of be that and start trying to write something of some mm-hmm. sort. Like, you know, I didn't, I, you know, as a 12 year old, I had absolutely no knowledge of like, life or romance or anything like that really but um obviously I'd listened to a lot of music I've watched a lot of movies I'd read books and thought you know I kind of had some sort of basic idea of it from that and like I've always been a very emotional person anyway so yeah I think it just kind of of came from that gotcha good and who did, are you pretty much self-taught as far as it comes to writing or did you have somebody kind of like this, this is showing you how to do it? No, nah, I just taught myself. Huh. The wonders of the internet, right? Yeah. <laughs> I started, I think I wanted to be like a, an author for a while. Mm-hmm. So I would try and like write a lot of prose and I would write poetry and stuff. And you know, when you just kind of like, it's the same way, like, little boys would play football in the playground. It just comes naturally to them. I th- I just feel like it's something that came naturally to me. It wasn't something I have to think about. Gotcha. Uh, so when you first started, or now that you've been playing music for almost 10 years, I guess at this point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You play, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to do math and it's like, oh, math, where, where did it fail me? So you've been playing music for almost 10 years at this point. Uh, yeah. Have you picked up any other instruments? Are you, did you learn how to play piano or anything else? Or is it all just primarily guitar? Well, actually, the first instrument I learned before guitar was piano. Oh, okay. I didn't start writing until I had a guitar. And that was probably because anytime I saw Taylor Swift, like, 
and she always had an acoustic guitar in her hand. So I thought, oh, like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be like her. Um, I still do that as well now. I'm still like, I want to be here, but um, I also kind of found my own way. Mm-hmm. But um, everyone starts with some sort of like inspirational foundation. Um, but I did start learning. I, I've been playing piano since I was seven. Okay. Um, and I only did a couple of grades in it before I like quit because I was a lazy child. <laughs> but like, I still play the piano. I, I still yeah. know how to play it. And I actually find it easier to write songs on the piano sometimes because all the notes are just like right in front of you. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Actually, that makes perfect sense because I've always kind of thought that if I were to learn how to play an instrument, it'd be easier for me to learn how to play piano because everything's right in front of you. Whereas a guitar, it's the same five strings and then you've got to like make the notes happen by, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even when I play guitar now, I... Um, I'm, when I'm like thinking about what chords I'm playing or what notes I'm playing, I imagine a piano in my head mm-hmm. because that, like, that's what I learned first, and it's yeah. also a very easy like layout because it, it, like we said, it's, it's all just there. Yeah. Um, and then I can also play ukulele. Do you just pick? Well, I've always been curious. What's the difference between the ukulele? Like, as far as like the notes go, I'm not. I mean, I'm obviously there's a difference, but. Well, there's only four strings okay. on a ukulele, but there's six on a guitar. Okay. Um, and also it's a lot lighter. I think it sounds more like chirpy and you couldn't really write a sad song on a ukulele, I don't think. Gotcha. Think the, the sort of vibe. Um, this, if I ever play the ukulele, I'll always usually play like I'm Yours by Jason Mraz or like Hey Soul Sister by Train would be my two go-to songs because they're just such ukulele songs or like they make you feel like it's the summer and you're happy sort of gotcha vibe. gotcha gotcha i was just trying to figure because i'm a, i guess it would probably be a rather easy transition from guitar to acoustic guitar to ukulele is it a rather yeah. easy tra- yeah yeah i it i don't really i don't play it like a lot a lot but i think i learned it like just pretty automatically because if you know guitar, yeah, it's it's just an easier version of it. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's go ahead and jump in, uh, talk about your most re- recent single that you released, uh, Prosecco and Rain. Uh, wh- what's kind of the story behind that song? Um, so I wrote that song about my 19th birthday party. Um, I had moved to Glasgow. I'm from Ireland, mm-hmm. but I moved to Glasgow um, in September 2018 so I was 18 at the time and I like before that I had like really really bad anxiety in my last year of school and I skipped school like more than I went in I think um because I just had constant panic attacks and things like that um and my mum had moved to London for university when she was my age Mm -hmm. so she was always like to me like Sarah you need to move away because like you'll really grow into yourself and you'll find yourself and like that's how you're really going to become an adult and like independent and all this sort of thing um and I knew she was right and I really really wanted to but I was also absolutely terrified um and I remember when I first moved um I absolutely hated it and I resented it because I was uh, and it wasn't because I didn't like it it was because I was scared like really Mm -hmm. scared and I didn't know anyone in the whole country either um, yeah. apart from like one or two people who like I didn't really feel that 
like I was that close to it at the time at yeah. the time. Um, so I did feel like really alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote, I, I also dated a guy at the very start, like during like my first week there. And yeah. um, I have a song called Such Time as This that's like about that. Yeah. Um, so that was like kind of like I mentioned that because I feel like that's kind of like a prequel to Prosecco and Rain. Um, and then as time went on, I, I got my heart broken. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give up. I'm going to be like, you know, I'm going to make it myself a life here because, yeah. you know, I got determined because yeah. I'm a Capricorn. But um, <laughs> but like, I just decided, you know, I'm going to like go to class. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to go to like clubs and whatever. Um, and I hadn't like... I didn't go to parties and stuff for a long time because of like the panic attacks and stuff. Mm. So I started forcing myself to do that again. And I started to really enjoy myself, really find myself. And I made like the bestest friends in the whole world. And by the time my 19th birthday came around, which was like the start of the second semester, um, I was living in halls, like in dorms. And um, I just found that like, I remember like looking around at my birthday party and thinking like, I've made it like Mm -hmm. I have the best friends in the whole world I feel like I'm myself again I feel like I can just be free and like um I don't know the Prosecco and Rain part of it is like um a couple of people bought me bottles of Prosecco for my birthday and Mm -hmm. like we popped them in at the party and it was also like horrible weather that night and I remember thinking like my hair is so gross right now because the Prosecco had gone everywhere it gone all over my hair and it was raining outside so I was all like wet and disgusting but I still had like the best night ever but so it's kind of about being like it doesn't really matter um about how pretty you look or whatever as long as you've got the right people around you like I'm gonna have a good night yeah it's very true very true uh you touched on something that I do want to ask before we uh continue talking about Prosecco and Rain uh you said in 2018 that you moved to Glasgow why did you choose Glasgow um well because I I do psychology as Mm -hmm. my degree, um, but I really loved psychology and history. Mm -hmm. And um, I didn't know which one I wanted to do. And like Scottish universities um, kind of offer doing three subjects um, in your first year Mm -hmm. rather than just doing one plain degree, um, which is what like England and like Ireland would like offer. So I thought I could go anywhere in Scotland and do um, both subjects. So I did psychology, history and English in my first year. And then I um, now I only do psychology because I've ended up choosing. But um, I also just thought like Scottish people have better banter than the English do. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I also think like their accents are really cool. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to move to Glasgow. Awesome. I'm to be a city girl. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, So you released, or how long ago did you release uh, Prosecco and Rain? Uh, I released it in March, February. So it's been out for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, What what kind of feedback have you been getting? Like I saw it on spotify and it's been getting all kinds of plays on spotify so that's really cool but what's the feedback you've been getting um it's probably like been my most 
loved song, I think, mm-hmm. which says a lot to me because I feel most of my other songs are about like heartbreak mm-hmm. and like failed romance or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas this is a song that's very happy that I wrote about just being happy with my friends. Um, well, as you say, given like the circumstances that we're in, I'm sure a lot more people want to listen to happy music than sad breakup music. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. So that's why I actually, that's why I ended up deciding to release it because I was going to release a sadder song instead at that time. But I thought people are probably already depressed. <laughs> let's just, Fair. let's just lift the mood a little bit. <laughs> gotcha. Have you given any thought about doing a uh, music video for Prosecco and Rain? Um, yeah. So I was going to do like a self-made one because I really do not have the funds for a music video. Um, like that's going to like look good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to make one on like iMovie, but I didn't, I didn't really get around it because I didn't want to like, I have a lot of videos of me and my friends from like the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I just, I wasn't sure like how appropriate some of it would be first of all <laughs> and also why like much people would really be into it because it, it would be a pretty personal video of just like yeah. me and friends like you know gotcha completely understood um no that's cool like i mean not every song needs a music video so it, it makes sense um what how long ago did you record it is this strictly you said you wrote it about or how long ago, first off, how long ago did you write it? Yeah, so I, I wrote it in, like like I said, I was in halls in uni, yeah. which is which is my first year. Yeah. Um, I'm in my third year now. Oh. Um, so I wrote it about my 19th birthday. Okay, gotcha. And my birthday's the 1st of January. Okay. So I like I wrote it like over two years ago now. Okay, gotcha. And then how, how long has it been uh, recorded or how long ago did you record it? I recorded it. I recorded it in the summer um, after I wrote it. Mm-hmm. So it's been sitting in been there for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been sitting there for. A while. Wait, what do you think it was that uh, kind of took you so long to release it, or was it just trying to find the right time? Um, I I think I really wanted. I I had some songs before that. I so mm-hmm. I recorded. Um, such a time as this, hindsight, and princess. Mm-hmm. Um, I recorded all of those at the same time, um, because they were songs that I had all written in like at that point, the last year of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, between like the summer of two thousand eighteen and the and the summer of two thousand nineteen. Um, so I went to like the studio I'm with. I work with um. Uh, my friend Mark Hoy, mm. who's like, he does like uh, his studio is called J14 Productions um, in Northern Ireland. But um, I, I know him from church. And so, like, me and him had been working together for like over a year at that point, just trying to find the right sound for me mm. that would like match my sort of vibe of my music. And when we finally did, we just went for it and recorded all the songs that I wanted to release. 
um, and at that point I was like, I can afford five songs, so let's pick five that I really mm. like and do that. Um, so I did that. And um, I just wanted to wait because I didn't really know how to market myself and I'm mm. still learning how to do that. Yeah. And I just feel like there's no point in releasing a song that um, only your friends are going to listen to. Like, I love it. I, it. It means more to me than anything when my friends love my music because yeah. those are the people whose opinions I really truly care about but yeah. the whole point in me trying to do it as a career is that I want to like gain fans yeah. and followers and like um you want like, people to know that you're out here and you're actually releasing music and they can't do that unless they know who you are right yeah, yeah exactly so I was like I've paid so much and worked so hard on on these songs there's no point in me releasing them to an empty audience. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Completely understood. Um, and so now that it's been out for about three, three, four months, uh, what's kind of going through your mind right now? Um, I have an abundance of songs that I want to release so badly. Um, because I have like, not only do I have like, ideas for songs I have ideas for like uh, aesthetics for them and like covers and like things I want to say about them and music videos like I have because you know my my niche is being imaginative Mm -hmm. in terms of that sort of thing so um I I have a lot that I want to release I have one more song than I that I have recorded Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's called Be The One that I wrote when I was 19. Like yeah. it was a song I wrote two years ago. So yeah. like I, I'm going to be releasing, but the next songs I'm going to be releasing are all going to be songs that I wrote when I was like 19. Yeah. And I, I half cringe at myself for being like, oh my goodness, like I was so overdramatic. But I'm also like, um, you know, the, the, I still like the song. So I'm like, I still like this. It's good. Yeah. It's a vibe. Yeah. And I feel like, be the one is like su- the such time as this it's it's like sister song mm-hmm. in a way yeah um it's very poppy but it's got a hook in it and um i i'm very proud of the hook because it's very catchy and i can tell if anyone listens to it like they're it's just going to be stuck in their head yeah so i'm really excited to release it but i don't know when i'm going to do that gotcha so <laughs> All right, like with all this, uh, with all these songs that you're kind of working on, are you working towards an EP or an LP, or do you kind of just see yourself doing singles moving forward? So I would have loved to do an EP because I feel like when people do an EP, it it really like you can like brand an EP mm-hmm. in a way that gives it a specific vibe and a specific aesthetic and things like yeah. that. Um, but there was like I've I've been in, involved in with people in the music industry for the last like six years of my life mm-hmm. and I've had a couple of people who are quite um like professional yeah. in it say to me that they've learned that um when you're a new artist that you should release singles and yeah. not fully EPs because if no one knows who you are and no one really cares that much, no one's going to sit down and listen to five songs in a row that you've written. It takes enough effort for people to listen to three minutes of one song. 
Um, so if you focus on one song and really, really milk that one song for like a mm. good month or two, mm. um, people are sure to pay attention to it, opposed to like five songs that you have to try and like really, um, it's like almost more desperate. Yeah, like, I got you. I mean, to me, it comes down to how much you're out playing shows, like live shows or doing touring or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, because if you're out touring and you're playing different cities, different venues every night or every, like multiple times a week, then releasing an EP makes sense because the people that are there that just happen to be there, you're like building your fan base by doing these live shows. And if they really like you, they'll buy that EP. But if you're just trying, like, if you're not out playing that much, you're essentially cold calling these people and say, hey, listen to this song. You know, so I see both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. But, of course, I haven't played a live show since uh, February 2020. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't think very many people have. Like, I mean, (laughs) I I don't know how it is over uh, in Scotland, but the U.S. were slowly starting to open. Some of the bigger acts are starting to announce fall tours and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, finishing up whatever tour they had to abandon at the beginning of 2020 yeah but still like the small shows they're pretty few and far between like not to not to the degree that it was but what's kind of the feel and vibe in uh over by you um we well i mean all of our bars and restaurants have actually just opened back up Mm -hmm. um all like the pubs and things like that are open and in Glasgow specifically we were only allowed to you were allowed to eat inside but if you were drinking you have to sit outside Mm -hmm. I think in the last week or so we went we have tears here Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have tears uh no not really no we have so it, there's five tiers and we're we just moved into tier two but okay. because i've been iso- i've been in isolation because i tested positive for covid for the first time ever wow. um you know I, it was quite shocking I, w- I was like i thought it was kind of nearly over but yeah. okay i wasn't even really sick either yeah. um i had a little bit of a cough but um yeah we uh we moved into tier two on like friday i think uh-huh. last friday yeah. And I think that just entails like being able to eat and drink inside and like the cinema and uh, some other events being open, things like that. Being able to travel mm-hmm. to other parts of the UK. Um, but other than that, like, I don't know what else. Gotcha. Gotcha. So since it's been a little bit, uh, since you've played a show, a little probably or over a year i coming up on it no not a year and a half you still got about three three months before that happens um what have you kind of been doing to keep your performance chops up have you been uh doing like virtual live streams or the virtual concerts that happen to be very popular early on or um i didn't really do any of that mm-hmm. i did record myself playing a lot and then i would mm-hmm. like post it on instagram and tiktok yeah. and things like that um and I got a lot more creative with my songwriting as well like I um I I like to take songs that have already been like popular songs that have been written 
and then like kind of write them from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like Olivia Rodrigo, yeah. I feel like she's like the, the it girl right now. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this. Um, her song's you, good. Hmm? It's funny about her. She was on Saturday Night Live the a uh, couple weeks ago and that was the first time I, she was the uh, guest performer guest musician for the uh, final episode of the season and that was the first time I had heard of her and I went and looked at her on fa- just found her on Facebook I was like oh, okay cool she's got a following you know whatever and then now it's just she's everywhere I'm like all right well I guess I missed that train so yeah so like she came out with driver's license uh, I think in like over Christmas time mm-hmm. sometime. Yeah. I, re- I only know that because I remember I was home at that point. Yeah. So it was definitely Christmas time. I'm pretty sure that happened. And it was all I saw on my For You page on TikTok. And um, I had the bright idea of writing um, the blonde girl's perspective. Yeah. Because a lot of people were being like, oh, it's, you know, the blonde girl and the song is about Sabrina Carpenter and that sort of thing. So I was like, I'm going to write it from her perspective. But it turns out a lot of other people have the same idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, then she released Good For You. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first listened to it, I was in a place where I was like, I wasn't like in a bad place, but I was in a place where I was like, I feel like, I need something to scream to. Yeah. And that song did it for me a lot. Um, And I wrote it, like, she's kind of writing it, like, in an, you know, like, the seven stages of grief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like this was, like, the angry stage of a breakup where you're, like, not over it, but you're angry. And, um... I listened to that and that's what I got from it. And I was like, what if she wrote this song in an angry way, but like only she was over it. So I posted a TikTok being like, what if Olivia Rodrigo wrote good for you? Only she was actually over it. And I wrote it from a perspective of her being actually over the breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people liked it. And right. then um, Taylor Swift has a song called Champagne Problems. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like I'm going to have to follow you on TikTok because yeah. I, I don't go on TikTok that often, but just because I can't find enough content on there to keep, keep me interested, but I think I'm going to have to go follow you on TikTok now. Depends what niche yeah. you find. Yeah. But um, Champagne Problems was like one of my favorite songs. And it's about a woman reject, rejecting a proposal from her um, boyfriend who she's been going out with since college mm-hmm. and um and like it's because of like kind of her own self-sabotage mental mm-hmm. health issues so I decided to write it from the pers- perspective of her younger self mm-hmm. being like why on earth would you reject him like you're so young and in love right now mm-hmm. and loads of people found it really depressing but like in a good way I hope like people were commenting like why would you do this to me and I was like like Sorry. I'm doing my job. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, so since it since it seems like you're always writing, you're finding these prompts and challenges to kind of challenge yourself writing, but like the what you did with Olivia Rodrigo or Taylor Swift, you know, like all that fun stuff. What's kind of your process when you sit down to write? Are you 
more free spirited or do you have to be very diligent and very like I'm sitting down to write? Well, I mean, I have a note on my phone, you know, like the notes you have on your phone. Mm -hmm. And I have one just titled lyrics. And anytime I come up with a good lyric, I write it down in there. And usually when I come up with one line, I'll like write, um, I'll come up with like a rhyme word that'll help me write the next line. Mm. That's how I kind of write lyrics in general. If I come up with like, I don't know, I'm going to make up something really stupid right now. Like the window is open. And then I'll be like, okay, what rhymes with open? And then I'll find a word that rhymes with open and then Mm. write a line that matches the word that I've come up with that rhymes with that other word. If that makes sense. And gotcha. I just keep going and going and going and going. All right, I got gotcha. you. So basically, you just kind of build each song one, one lyric at a time, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Or like, but the thing is, the the wonderful thing about songwriting is that yeah. it does not happen the same every time you write a song. <laughs> it happens differently every time. And I am not a person who likes um, routine. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't think I would really like, I'm not the type of person who's ever going to work in like an office job with a boss who tells me what to do every day. I like to kind of be like creative and like um, a bit spontaneous. Yeah. Um, That sounded so like, oh, I'm so quirky. But like, I don't mean it like that. Gotcha. (laughs) As far as... um like when for your writing process do you find it's easier to write lyrics when you have instrumentation or is it easier to write the instrumentation once you have lyrics down um it depends what it is like sometimes i'll hear a word or a phrase that i think is really interesting and want Mm -hmm. to use it in a song and i'll like i'll be or i'll feel a feeling Mm-hmm. about a certain situation and come up with like a chord progression that kind of matches it and then I'll just start singing and whatever comes out comes out and I'll just record it on my phone on like the like the voice notes on my phone mm-hmm. um or I'll have like all the lyrics sorry I'll have all the right. lyrics written down and I'll be like mm, I wonder what I could like do with this um that could make it match to like a certain like melody or whatever or a certain like chord progression or whatever and I'll I'll sit down and say like okay this sounds like something that would be very eerie or this sounds like something that would be very like sarcastically happy or this sounds something that would be actually happy or something that would be sad or whatever and I'll just be like okay I'm just gonna start playing stuff and find something and then when I find something, I'll use the lyrics and like match it to whatever I've come up with on my guitar. Gotcha. That makes sense. But yeah, like that... it always happens differently. That's just kind of usually what would happen yeah. in some example. Gotcha. That makes perfect sense. Um so what do you know or you don't do you know what you're kind of or what do you have coming up? Do you, do you know what song you want to release next? Or is it just kind of when the timing's right, the time is right? 
well it it will be the next one i kind of said about earlier okay um but you just don't know when you just don't know when you'll release it i would love if i if i felt like i could release it right like tomorrow yeah i would do it but um i really want to market it Mm. in in a perfect way and i've started i've started working with some more professional people Mm. who kind of know more what they're doing so i want to try and build up my following a little bit more with the song because i have got quite a few songs out um that i feel like i haven't really used to my advantage yet gotcha um so i want to try and build up my following a little bit before i release something else gotcha and I mean, Prosecco and Rain did a really good job of like really getting your name out there just by everything that I've seen about the song and, you know, all the streams it seems to have gotten on Spotify, you know, and all that stuff. So I'm really excited to see what the next release does for you and where you go from there. Um, but I want to talk to you a little bit before I let you go here about life outside of music. Uh, what do you kind of do? when you need a little you time or to kind of escape from everything? Well, what I, I, this is something that like, um, I don't know if people are going to think I'm a, I am a bit, I'm a little bit of a hippie. Okay. <laughs> but like, um, I, I do love, I, for a while I got up really early in the morning and especially cause it's the summertime. I would like sit in my living room. I just love to like meditate, like meditate. And I think meditation because I do psychology as well. I've just learned like the importance of like trying to like um, fix your your belief systems in a different way. I have a playlist on Spotify called like affirmations, and I just add songs to that that are just like good for your mental health. Ariana Grande is very good for your mental health. Can I just say, <laughs> like that's like. I know a weird thing to say but like she's like so mentally healthy mm-hmm. in terms of the song she releases for some reason I don't know she, I, I feel like we'd be good friends if I met her but um, uh I would like I and journaling I love journaling mm-hmm. in terms of like um I do a lot of shadow work which is like um kind of getting into your inner child and okay. finding like why you're ashamed of like being yourself and like how you can be more authentic and like what are the things that you need to heal yourself from and things like that um I'm, I'm a Christian as well you know like all cyclists and um so I, I love to like pray and like mm-hmm. read my bible and um, learn how to not worry all the time through that and not uh, worrying all the time is really hard to yeah. learn but it is very I find, vital i find that being in the present moment and appreciating gratitude i've practiced a lot of gratitude and having a gratitude journal has really helped me just writing down like three things a day that you've been grateful for in the morning and at night time very mm. very good for your brain and um spiritually as well and um I'm also a very social person. I love my friends. I've got the bestest friends in the whole world and I love them to bits. So I love hanging out with them. And I've got an amazing boyfriend as well who I'm also staying with. I'm actually in his bedroom right now because we've been isolating together. So- Hey, at least you have somebody to isolate with, right? 
yeah exactly yeah we've had a great time it's been great very nice. fun cooked awesome. a lot of good meals yeah. <laughs> it's always good when you have the ability and know how how to make decent meals because you know sometimes people just don't know how to cook and yeah i i'm not the best cook but i'm trying my best okay. trying trying is getting somewhere right yeah so i'm but, gonna have uh, to have kids in a lot one day so yeah <laughs> gotcha gotcha completely um so if for anybody that wants to check out your music or any uh, upcoming potentially upcoming shows, where's the uh, best place for them to do that? Um, for shows, I haven't really thought about it yet. In all honesty, I would have usually played at King Tut's in Glasgow. I don't know if you would have heard of it. Nope. I, I saw it on your uh, Spotify bio page, but yeah, that, that's about all I know about it. Lewis Capaldi used to play there all the time. And now I'm like, every time I go up, I'm like, you're Lewis Capaldi. You are Lewis Capaldi. But like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It helps me anyway. Yeah. Um, and then where else do I play? I mean, I play at the Classic Grand sometimes. Okay. I haven't played there in a long time because obviously everything. Yeah. Um, and then- But every- like, as far as like your schedule, like if they want to, uh, like if, uh, like a schedule- where would you post your schedule and stuff like that uh instagram okay or, or uh spotify but like mostly instagram i think okay um, I mean, is instagram mainly the where you're most active social media yeah. wise mm-hmm. well instagram and tiktok i'm trying to be more active on tiktok but i've, I've had instagram since i was 11 so it's just what i'm used to <laughs> gotcha and you know I'm I'm just trying to get more active on Instagram. Like it's so hard for me to like actively want to post on there because I have to like have a visual component to everything I do where I can't just say, Hey, what's going on? I got, you know, like whatever, like I can on Facebook. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I guess I could, I just have to do it in a different format, but um, no, it's awesome. Uh, what are your uh, social media handles for anybody that wants to, check that stuff out so my instagram is uh sarah mcmurray underscore uh my facebook is sarah mcmurray music not that like facebook isn't really a a big deal anymore i suppose um then my tiktok is what is my tiktok actually i think it's just sarah I, i think sarah mcmurray underscore as well okay It'll either be underscore or it'll have a second Y. Yeah. That's what it'll be. Then yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Deezer, YouTube. Uh, every I think I'm on pretty much every streaming platform. I don't know what else people really use. Yeah. Uh, but it'll just be Sarah McMurray, which is awesome. M-C-M-U-R-R-A-Y. Awesome. <laughs> well... Once again, thank you so much for jumping on. It's been an absolute blast chatting with you. And I can't, like I'd mentioned earlier, I can't wait to listen to the, your new single. Once you kind of decide when to release it and all that stuff, I can't wait to check it out. Um, And hopefully shows start opening up like just in a wider capacity. Cause I know, especially here in the States, it's a state by state thing. Like I live in Texas, but I'm currently in Florida 
luckily they're both kind of on the same wavelength and there's been yeah. shows, but if I go up to Georgia, yeah, you, you may not get shows. So it's kind of a state to state thing right now. Right. America's so cool. I don't know what it is. Just you being like, Oh yeah, I'm in, I'm from Texas and stuff. I don't know. I just think, <laughs> That's, I know. well, I'm not That's from cool. Texas. I, I moved there about a year and a half ago for a job that I got. So. Right. I've been to Nashville. Right. Nashville, Nashville is really cool. Not to go on off on a side tangent on Nashville. Nashville is really cool, but the, even though I'm assuming it's been at least a year and a half since you've been there, given everything that's going on. I and went when it, I was 18. What's that? I went when I was 18, so it would have been like okay. years ago. Nashville is a hundred percent different than you remember it. I will really? I will stake every reputation that I have. It is a hundred percent different than you remember it. Okay. Because in the in the two three years that since you've been there, Nashville has gone through so much change. Well, I watched Taylor Swift's documentary Miss Americana, huh. and it seems that way yeah. by the signs of things from watching yeah. that documentary. <laughs> yeah. So I get that. I don't really know a lot about politics and all honesty in America. Yeah. So. Um, I, I can't really say much. Well, it, not even on a political spectrum. I'm just meaning just as a city in general. Like it's grown probably, I couldn't even tell you how much in the last three years. That city has grown so much. Okay. Well, so. it's still, it's, it was still when I, when I went there, I felt like I was in a dream world. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah. I felt I mean, like I was yeah. in a movie. <laughs> Nashville is one is a, one of the places I really enjoy going and I've always kind of said that if I wanted to just dedicate myself to country music that's probably where I would end up going yeah so, but I'm not ready to make that commitment yet so I, yeah everything's in good time yep absolutely but once again thank you for joining us I really appreciate it uh thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you guys later